This week on We Need to Talk, we are closing out 2020 with a flight attendant finale. All I want for Christmas, Mariah Carey is number one. And you know what else is number one? Tom Cruise's Rand. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You're so festive. You have a Santa shirt, Santa glass. I am drinking the Dylan cocktail for the holidays. We were just talking about it yesterday that it needs an official name. I know. I was thinking that too. And I thought maybe it's Dylan's place to name it. But, you know, maybe we could put the recipe on our Instagram and Facebook page. But basically, he created this very festive cocktail. It's good too, right? Well, I changed it up a little. So his original recipe is Stoli vanilla, peach schnapps, lime, grenadine, club soda, candy canes that you, you know. Infuse. Oh, right. Infuse (laughs) candy canes. Who's got the time for everybody? But I did, and with his recommendation as well, I switched it up from Stoli vanilla to tequila. Reposado. Reposado. And I took out the peach schnapps. So I made a little, like a, a couple adjustments. It's a little sweet the way he had it. So I think this makes it a little less sweet. Right. Exactly. That's exactly very, what he said. But it's very festive. Yeah. And way he to loves go, the, Dylan. Yeah. The color's great, right? Did I tell you that we did his cocktail for my work holiday happy hour? Yes. <laughs> they updated the org chart and they show him as VP of mixology, an unpaid role. <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, he's got to name it and we'll put the recipe on our Facebook and Instagram. And I recommend everybody have a nice festive holiday cocktail. Yeah, delicious. And let me raise my glass again. I'm going to cheers to Rocky the Owl. <laughs> Why? That, that fucking owl got a book deal. No way he did. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> Listen, he was starving in the Rockefeller Center Christmas tray. He hadn't eaten. He hadn't had a drink for days. And he gets a book deal. Only Amazing. in America does an owl get a book deal. Well, cheers to him. I'm cheering to him. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. Well, we had a lot. Oh, my Lord. And, you know, let me just say this. We have so much to talk about. But this week coming of Christmas, I don't know, it's supposed to be festive and happy. And I know it's 2020 and nothing's festive and happy. But all these shows are so damn heavy. (laughs) I know. I I mean, let's start. We need to talk flight attendant. First of all, congratulations, flight attendant. You got renewed for season two. Right, which you were very suspect of because you knew the end of the book. I know the end of the book. So the way, and I'm not going to give it away for everybody, but the way it ends is not the ending of the book. So I'm assuming what they're going to do is they're going to follow the ending of the book and then I guess have to make some shit up along the way. Were you happy with the way the show ended? Because I was. You know, if you watch a horror movie and you're like, why are you going in the basement alone? Or why, (laughs) why are you, you know, like that they always do the things that you're like, what's happening? That's how I felt this show was. What is she doing? Right. Everything that you're not supposed to do, she did. Everything. So I do think it's like a bad horror movie, but I continue to watch it. And I think that the episodes got better. It took time for me to feel good about watching the show. I ended up thinking I did like it. I don't know that I would recommend it. I'm actually happy it's over. I I don't even know if I'll actually watch the second season. That's how I feel. It was fine. I'm going to watch the second season. And I'm happy I watched it. I don't know if, if it's for everybody, but it is coming back for a season two. So Plenty of time to catch up and binge. I still don't understand the Rosie Perez role. Not at all. It doesn't make 
any sense to and the I'm, story And at I'm all. sure the book probably does a much better job at explaining the Rosie Perez role, but the TV series does not. Makes zero sense to the yeah. storyline. Yeah, zero yeah. sense. And she's terribly cast. I think we said that before. Yes, I agree. And also her close-ups are not doing her any justice. Sorry, Rosie Perez, but really they should back the F up or put a filter on. All right, well, season <laughs> two, I'm sure there'll be another year before season two. Yeah, so I think everything's so two. delayed at this point. All right, on the lines of heavy, because everything's very heavy, the teacher, I mean, I need this show to end. We have two more episodes of A Teacher Left. This week's episode, yeah, on Hulu. This week's episode was super depressing, super upsetting. I do have a very funny story, though, that is not super depressing about the teacher. Okay. So remember when we first started talking about the teacher and we said that there was a grooming warning? Yeah. Then there's there's been no grooming. Still no grooming. We discussed this on our podcast. So one of our very loyal listeners got in touch with me (laughs) to explain, no, I'm dead serious, to explain to me what the word grooming means. Our loyal listener says we obviously don't understand what the word grooming means. I know what the word grooming means. So I know, I know. I know that my cognitive skills are getting better and better. Well, let me Because of all the hot chocolate that I'm drinking. And, and sidebar, I mean, I don't want to get off track, but (laughs) cheese and wine, cheese and wine, they just came out improving the cognitive skills. I will never have Alzheimer's. I just want you to know that. Yeah, you're done. You're set for life then. That's right. And I think I'm pretty good too. So between cheese and hot chocolate, I should be a genius. Let's go back to grooming. Okay. Stay on track. Stay on track. So she explained to me that, you know, the term grooming, when you're grooming somebody to go to an Ivy League school. Well, this is being used as she's grooming him for sex. That's what it is. That's the warning. So let me explain something to you. I went back to the warning and I took a screenshot on my phone because now I need to know exactly the wording. And it says, this series contains sexual situations as well as depictions of grooming that may be disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Why are we using the word grooming, it already says sexual situations. Yeah, I need a, grooming I'm, him for sex. Since when did that become a warning? But also, I don't even think if we're going to talk about the fact that the listener mentions that she groomed him for sex, that's not exactly what happened. Yes. You're saying it's not exactly what happened on the show. Right. Like she wasn't grooming him for sex and she wasn't brushing his hair either. But she's making fun of us that we're talking about grooming, like, you know, getting a haircut. And she said, that's not how they're using it. They're using it as she was this grooming him for sex. Well, then I disagree with the way that it's written. It's ridiculous. And guess what? I'm a genius now because of my cognitive skills. So I'm telling you that is incorrectly depicted. I've it's never grooming seen means that. brushing my teeth and doing my hair and tweezing my eyebrows. That's grooming. Grooming for sex, that is not even what's in the show. Oh my God, I love so hard. Love you that you're listening and I thank you, but you are so wrong. hard. I left so hard. <laughs> it's so good. All right, but anyway, we need this show to end. We have so two more episodes. Two more episodes on Hulu. I don't know how I feel, but at least they're 30 minute episodes. I feel like it goes quick. Right? Yeah, so I just go- feel bad. You know, Claire. She's out of jail now. She's wearing the ankle bracelet. The brother doesn't want her in the house. The dad shows up. It's just so depressing. And you know, it makes no sense. So she's in the house with 
her brother's house and Eric just comes to the house and it's okay for him to walk in the house. I know nobody was home, but still, yeah. like, why would she do that? No, that was terrible. I, so, I agree. So dumb. I, I, don't, I don't know what's happening. The grooming part. I, I, there's a lot from the beginning to the end. There's a lot of issues. The, the best part of the teacher is the grooming warning on the <laughs> beginning of the show. <laughs> More to come on that. Episode two, not season two. Episode two of Your Honor dropped last Sunday. That is super stressful. Again, we- I'm not even joking or exaggerating when I say to you that I- looked in my medicine cabinet to see if I had any Xanax from that freaking show. It's so stressful. It makes me sweat. I don't even know how I feel. It's taking a turn that I really didn't want it to take. It makes me anxious. It makes me so anxious when I watch it. Yeah, I'm going to continue. You know how I feel. I've said it a million times about Brian Creston. I love him. But I agree. I thought it became very heavy. That's the word of the day. But it became <laughs> very heavy. And it did take a turn. And I don't know where it goes from here. But all right, we continue. Showtime. <laughs> Tonight, episode three. Showtime. Grab episode a Xanax. Three. Grab a bottle of tequila. Make Dylan's cocktail. Sit back. Which would be more stressful, the giant game tonight or your honor? I'm going uh, giant game. I say anesthetize yourself for both. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> all right. Let's talk the challenge. First of all, I have to have a meeting with my brother. I'm going to have a meeting and I have a lot of questions I need to be answered because there's just so much. He says that he we're looking to come into on. it too much. No, I think he needs to come on the show. I, I have so many questions. I'm in. I like it. I think it's hard as hell. If you even choose to be in this show, let alone there are people that keep coming back for more, this show is hard. So hard. I don't even understand why anybody would do it. I mean, a million dollars is a lot of money, but you earn every penny. You earn every penny and you get to have an igloo party, which I really want an igloo party. <laughs> that looks so much fun, the igloo party. It's so cold. They're, they're <laughs> so cold. What about that water challenge? Did they have to call a medic? Okay, they put on wetsuits, but I know that a wetsuit just holds the body temperature, but it's cold as it is. They have to run into this ice cold water. And then what do they have to go get? Ice. They have to go get a block of ice that has a kill. I'm like, what's a kill? Like, they don't even explain what the kill is. Then they bring the ice back. They have to chop the ice. They have to get the kill out and then put it into someone's tower to knock them out of the game. But I wasn't even sure I understood what the strategy was. And I know we have games like this in Survivor and even in Big Brother sometimes. But I still was so confused by the game and that they were so cold. But then the next thing I know, they're back to working out. There's so much working out. So much working out. I'm a little obsessed with the Nam and Lola. <laughs> I'm a little obsessed okay, with wait. that. So I was trying to think of this. You know how there's the terminology? I don't love it, but I need to bring it up. You know how there's the terminology, butterface, like somebody's yeah. super hot, but their face yes, is not I that know great. What it means, yeah. So, but that's a, but her face. He has, but his face. Because he has a wickedly sick body. He doesn't have such a great face. He's got Frankenstein eyes. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. His face is His not- His body is ridiculous, though. It's ridiculous, and that's why you're clouded. Because you're <laughs> not looking at <laughs> his face because right. his body's so sick. So if there's a word for butterface for a guy, I guess it's butt his face, but it doesn't go with butter. Yeah, it doesn't go with butter. I don't, so I, don't I, need an, I need a word, people. I need a word. But that's what he has. I think that one of our problems is that we don't know the lingo. We said this the last show. And the history. There's and a the lot history. of history there. I laugh every time, and I know I shouldn't be, I know there's nothing funny, but every time he says, run my final, 
Yeah, I I'm obsessed with Run My Final. Why is it his final? It's run their my, final. Run My Final. And how many people are in the final? It sounds I, to me like a lot of people have run his final. I love it. And he, he says makes it final. like it's a really big deal. He's got an ego about that final. Jeff Probst does not like that. He says it dead serious, Run My Final. That's why I'm obsessed with that too. Right. I don't know. I think it's all crazy. What about that ring competition thing at the end? Oh, like they're screaming, kill him. What the fuck? <laughs> what? It's so brutal. It's so brutal. Their competitions are no joke. And that guy licked mustard. <laughs> was so what was he licking mustard for? <laughs> I don't know. There's so much going on. I love it. And yet I'm so confused most of the time. All right. Well, I think we got to gather our questions and I got to talk to my brother. And, you know, he recommends that this is season 35, but maybe we go to a couple back seasons. Like I, I would do that. Something we do during the break. Like, I, I don't know. But I don't know either, but I definitely have questions. He needs to come on and we need to really pepper him with some questions. Run my final. Is Run really my, my final. <laughs> Give me a freaking break. It's so good. It's so good. All right. The challenge. Can't wait for next week. All right. So I watched Tiny Pretty Things this week. I feel like it's 10 hours of my life I can't get back. (laughs) I watched it too. I'm a a sucker for the top 10. So you want to say what it's about? Yeah. Okay. I got to have a cocktail. Go ahead. So there's a ballet school in Chicago, right? They're in Chicago. Mm -hmm. One of the best in the nation. People come from all over to get in and you live there. So it's like a high school drama. However, there's so much, there's some good acting, there's some shitty acting. There is so much crazy sex with these kids that it's almost porn. The guys, I give the producers credit, the guys are way more naked than the girls are. They introduce it as a teen drama. This is not, I mean, this is not, teens should not be watching this show. No, 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 no. no. It's almost pornographic. And the sex is like, nothing was romantic. There wasn't a a stitch of romance. This was just hardcore, just sex. Kids having sex. And every kind of sex. Very comfortable with their bodies because they're ballerinas, ballet people. It's insanity. So it starts off where there is a, one of the ballet dancers falls or gets pushed off a roof. So because of that, they need a new dancer. This new dancer comes, Naveen, she comes, she's, a shit stirrer, but there's so much shit going on at the school. So many secrets, so many plot twists. And Lauren Holly is in it as Madame I love Lauren Holly. I haven't seen her in so long. I haven't seen her in so long too. She's and- come a long way in that role from her dumb and dumber role. <laughs> yeah. But nobody wears clothes. Nobody wears clothes. <laughs> Especially the guys. They're no, all not wearing clothes. And I guess nobody if wears. I looked that good naked, maybe I would walk around like that as well. Here but you still. go, like J-Lo. Right. Yes, absolutely. But okay, so nobody wears clothes. Also, who has spent that much time in a sauna? So much going on in this sauna. Well, they're trying to lose weight. It's really kind of sick what you see what's happening to these kids. Well, they're losing weight. They're keeping their muscles warm. But still, the sauna is an ongoing area of conversation. You go into the sauna for everything. But I don't know. Have you ever been to a sauna where everybody's naked? No. I don't even like saunas. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Saunas are just not for me in general. But if you're going into a sauna, you fucking wear a towel. You wear a towel. These kids are all naked and- And it's a co-ed sauna. There's guys in there. There's girls in there. Everybody's in the sauna. A lot of the actors are actual dancers though. Yes. I thought that was cool. So none of it was- No, the dancing was all real. Yeah, Yeah. the dancing was real. And also, 
I have a thing. It doesn't bother me that much, but I don't love seeing people's feet that much. And the one girl's feet are nasty. Nothing about this is a teen drama. No. Nothing about this is light. It's all very heavy. There's 10 episodes on Netflix. It's now in the top 10. It definitely got better for me towards the end. I felt like the story was starting to develop. It was maybe a little less sex and more about the story. It's based on a book and there is two books. Let's see what happens if Netflix picks this up. I'll be very curious. They they did leave it open. Yeah. They totally left it open. We're not going to say how it ends. We'll see what happens. But again, very heavy. This is not what we need at this time. Well, you know what? If anybody, I mean, I'm not even a big lover of ballet and dance. That's just not my thing. To me, I get the whole poise and all that for ballet, but I, I bet I could do it. I mean, maybe not the feet thing, but, you know, those moves, they don't look that difficult. I I don't know. Are you out of your fucking mind? I just don't like ballet. It just looks stupid to me. Stick to working on your cognitive (laughs) skills. (laughs) But if you are into ballet, I have to say on Disney Plus, there's an actual documentary, six episodes. I'm on episode two of the American Ballet School here in New York at Lincoln Center. Right. And so far, none of the shenanigans that's going on in Chicago are happening at the American Ballet School. Right. Well, this is a documentary on yeah. Disney+. Plus. I have it's also not, much younger kids. I have not watched it yet, but I will. On point. Yeah, I find it fascinating. And the ballet dancers are so cute and little in their outfits. <laughs> so also on the top 10. Okay. All right. So this isn't heavy. So now we're moving off of the heavy stuff. <laughs> a California Christmas is in the top 10. Of course, I had to watch it because not only is it in the top 10, but it's a cheesy Christmas movie, of which I love. It was fine. I'm sure people are watching it because it's the thing to do now this time of year, but I don't know why they have to fuck with Hallmark. Hallmark is and always will be the best. That's it. Because I really do believe, and I know I sound like a broken record, but I believe that (laughs) Netflix to be like, they think they're better. They think it's like a better story or better casting, but it's not. It's not. Let's just stick to the basics. Okay. So prior to this COVID year, I never really watched many Christmas movies. However, you got me on the Hallmark Channel now, and you got me watching these Christmas movies. And Howard like, Stern watches the Hallmark Howard Channel. Howard Stern watches, and he said a couple of things that are absolutely true. And I'm in, okay? If it's a cute guy and a cute girl, it's a formula. There's always a problem that needs to be solved. And it's always solved. And it's always solved. And it's always happy. It's always happy. Just in the nick of time. Things Just get in the fixed. nick of time. Right. Yes. And- what I noticed, which Howard brought up, that he's so right, is just as the guy and the girl kiss for the first time, there's always an interruption. So good. Always, whether it's a little kid or a parent or something crazy happens, just as that intimate moment's going to happen, there's an interruption because the kiss has to happen at the end. You gave me an assignment to watch A Christmas House and Christmas at the Starlight. I watched both. So you watched- think that was better than the California Christmas? So far to date, my favorite of the ones I've watched, and I'm taking Christmas Chronicles out. Yeah, that doesn't count. Okay. Is the Christmas house. Yeah, that's what I mean. (laughs) But I'm just saying, let's stick to Hallmark, everyone. But again, A California Christmas. I like the- Very unique title. So stupid. (laughs) Top 10. I liked A California Christmas more than you, but I still say A Christmas House was better. But the thing about all these Christmas movies- is that sometimes I'm watching one and I'm like, wait, did I see, did I see this already? Because oh <laughs> you're not sure. And what I do like 
is that there's a lot of actors and actresses that I haven't seen in years. And I was wondering what happened to them. And there they are. I started well, one. I'm yesterday. never wondering what happened to them because I see them every you, year. Well, you know, but like Bethany Joy Lenz is in yes, one that I started yesterday. It. She's from One Tree Hill. I'm like, oh my God, I know her. <laughs> All right. So, top 10 a California Christmas. Guess what's number one? I don't know why I am surprised by this. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas song, number one. Wait, are you talking about the song or her special? The song. I have a whole thing for you about Mariah's song, and I built it into a game for the end of the show. But, so do you want to table the topic? All right, or- we'll table it. I just, want, I, didn't, I just wanted to say that I can't believe it's number one. It is my top, 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 I mean, top. You can't house. not love it. I have a whole bunch of facts. Should we go here now and then save the game? Because I have. this is what I wanted to tell you about the song, because this song is the only song that's been number one in four different decades. I mean, it came out in 1994. Yeah. I, it's so good. Yeah. And it has three Guinness Book of World Records. It's broken the record on Spotify two times for the most played song in 24 hours. Mariah wrote it by herself in 15 minutes. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Yep. She recorded it in the summer, in August. So not even in the winter. And as of 2017, it made $60 million. So I'm sure she's over that by a lot by now. And shockingly, this was the biggest one that I thought was fascinating. No band. Everything's on computer. That entire song, other than her vocals, is all done on computer. I didn't even know that she wrote the song, to be honest with you. I thought it was a remake. And then I heard her in an interview say she wanted it to sound like a remake. Originally, it was going to be part of an album that was all covers. And she didn't really want to, she didn't even really want to make the song. She didn't even want to do a cover. And she wrote this song in 15 minutes. And that's now history. And Rock and Row, those kids, they're going to be rolling in those royalties for the rest of their life. I mean, the only other song that comes close to that song is Bruce Springsteen's song. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And I hate Bruce Springsteen. But I, I but love, it is a good song. But I love it's my favorite <laughs> holiday song. All right, good for Mariah. So oh God, I am obsessed. I, I know that you saw it, but I have to tell you that I'm obsessed with it. So this week, if you have not already heard this, everybody, you need to listen to Tom Cruise's rant. Because <laughs> I promise you. It'll make you smile in this holiday time. But Tom Cruise is working on what Mission Impossible 27. Like what number are they up to? <laughs> I don't know. Like, but yes. Yes. So they're back to work. And he flips out flips. because people are not following the COVID protocol. So maybe they're not wearing masks or they're not standing six feet apart. And he has a full on meltdown. I loved it. Meltdown, meltdown. Full on meltdown. And he yells at everybody and he says that, you know, he's going to fire fucking people and all this stuff. We're doing the right thing. We're employing all these people. So I love it. Like, I I love a good meltdown. Oh, yeah. But then, and this is what I've watched over and over again. Then somebody (laughs) takes his rant and attaches it to Rudolph the red Nose Reindeer. (laughs) It was so good. And Santa is now yelling at everybody. (laughs) I'm going to fire you fucking people. Please watch it. I mean, maybe we should post I'll post it. I'll post we it. We have to post a link because Santa yelling, to, like Tom Cruise's voice coming out of Santa's body and you see Rudolph and you see 
the so elves good. and the, oh my god, I, I don't watched that so many times. I'm what I was amazed about is how fast somebody was able to do that. Oh, so good. It really was everything you need. Did you read that Leah Remini thinks that this entire thing is like a Scientology ploy? Oh boy, no. She feels- Well, Tom, isn't Tom in that? He doesn't feel that way. He's flipping out. What she's saying is that it's part of the ruse because in Scientology, they're not following the COVID protocols. They're not even really acknowledging COVID. So she felt like this was a way to kind of take the spotlight off the fact that Scientology is not really dealing with COVID. Really? I love her, but I think this is all getting a little out of control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's getting, to, it's obviously getting to Tom. He's flipping out. <laughs> He's he needed like- to go on vacation. <laughs> he had to go home. Freaking crazy. All right. Well, you know who else is flipping out? And I love it. I don't know if you saw that Connie Chung. No, I didn't see this. First of all, Bless Connie Chung's heart. She's 74 years old and she just decided that she's going to call everybody out. She basically said that Barbara Walters and Diane Sawyer are like dealing with Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. Like she flipped out. She said that they were awful. She was like in a game of whack-a-mole. She called everybody out. Wait, back up a minute. Connie Chung, 74 years old. Okay, but what she's talking about back when the whole Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding thing happened, that Barbara Walters and... No, she's comparing working with Barbara Walters and Diane Sawyer. She's making a comparison. Oh my God, really? (laughs) Yes, she called them all out. She just said it was awful and they never gave her a chance. It was like a game of whack-a-mole. And I think it's hilarious. They, Barbara Walters gave like a comment basically like saying that's, that's not the truth and I've given women a chance in this business. Oh, she made this whole comment. It doesn't even matter. What matters is that Connie Chung is 74 years old. She has one cameo in The Undoing and now she's <laughs> unleashed. <laughs> Who has seen I, her? No one has seen her. Since I, I was undoing. just about to say that. Seeing her in The Undoing, I didn't even know she was still alive. <laughs> I love her. Good for Connie. I'm going I'm to take a sip of my cocktail for Connie. Yay, Connie. <laughs> Connie's so good. All right, couple of things. Oh, I did watch Jimmy Kimmel's prank. Wasn't this that will- prank the best prank ever? So this will really cheer everybody up. You know, I know the holidays are, it's rough, and this year is different than best any other year. ever. But Jimmy Kimmel plays this great prank on his cousin Mickey, and it's so funny. And I really recommend you could YouTube it. It's just so funny, and it's so unrealistic, but it actually happens. I'm amazed that his cousin Mickey, that there are people that nice in the world. (laughs) It's unbelievable. (laughs) Unbelievable. So it's really funny, and it's a feel-good. After you listen to Tom Ranch as Santa Claus... And then read about Connie Chung. <laughs> then you go to Jimmy Kimmel's prank. You know what's amazing about Jimmy Kimmel's prank is he was patient. He took his time. It was dragged out for so long. Months. Months. <laughs> so good. Who's got this time? Well, he and George Clooney are really the big practical jokers. George told a lot of great practical jokes that he's pulled on people that to this day, they think it's real. Like he's, he's- never even revealed stuff. He's always done that. They've talked, I used to watch these interviews about Ocean's Eleven and they would all say that, you know, George is the biggest prankster all the time. So yeah, he's good. Jimmy Kimmel sent George Clooney stationary of Bill Clinton back when Bill Clinton was the president. And Mm -hmm. I guess he uses it all the time. So George Clooney sends people letters as Bill Clinton. (laughs) That's great. And he's gone to people's houses where it's framed. 
And so, he never tells them that's that amazing. they're fake. I love it. The that's best so one, did, did you listen to it? The best one was the Brad Pitt one. So George got stationary that is Brad Pitt stationary. And so when Meryl Streep was about to do The Queen, George Clooney got from some fan these DVDs of how to improve your accent in many languages. So as Brad Pitt, he sends the DVDs to Meryl Streep from Brad saying, I heard that you're going to be playing the queen and maybe these DVDs can help you. Like the master actress of all time who knows how to do every accent gets this from fake Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt never even knew that George did it. And finally, George told Meryl, but I guess Brad found out just the other day. Oh my God, I know. love that. That's so good. He's, it's great. I mean, I who it. even thinks like that? It's so good. Diabolical. <laughs> All right, a couple of announcements came out this week. Yeah. Megan and the Prince are having, look, what are they trying to do? Competition with us. They have a podcast. Okay, Megan and Harry, we get that you're fans. <laughs> we get that we pave the road for you. Exactly. Do you really need to get into our space? What are they even going to talk about? What are they allowed to talk about? I don't know. I actually didn't read what it was about, but I read that they're having a launching a podcast in 2021. And also good for Kelly Ripper and Mark because they met on All My Children right. and they're renewing. What are they doing? They're putting it back on the air. Well, it's not going to be called All My Children. It's going to no. be called Pine Valley. Yes, but it's like an All My Children continuation. Yeah, which is kind of cool. I used to watch All My Children. I would probably check it out. I watched Days of Our Lives, but if somebody did that to Days of Our Lives after they went off the air, I would be so happy. I think that's amazing. I think it's cool. I'm just a little annoyed by all these reboots. There's so many reboots coming back. Night Court as a reboot. Fantasy Island as a reboot. Revenge of the Nerds as a reboot. Do we need that? Walker, Texas Ranger, Gossip Girl, Clueless, Fresh Prince. I mean, do we need all these reboots? None of them are really good so far, but... But we didn't know. like Saved by the Bell. Well, yeah, we didn't like Saved by the Bell. Is there what? any reboot that we've gotten to that we've liked? I can't think of one. Maybe. But I mean, I'm, I'm totally in for a Gossip Girl reboot. Can't wait for that. I mean, Gossip Girl... You could do as just a second chapter. You know, you could go back to the school, new bunch of girls. Yeah, new bunch of girls. You could right. do that. You could yeah. absolutely do that. Yeah. But some of these, I'm like, no way, dude. Revenge of the Nerds is perfect. Do we need another one? You know what we need another one of? Virgin River. Renewed for season three, everyone. Season did, three. Did you see the video that the two of them were on? The Virgin yes. River couple. Don't they look like they're actually a couple? They're so cute. They're not I a couple. Not for real, at least that I know, but they seem to do all these Instagrams and Facebook lives together. And I don't know. I feel like there's something going on there. I, I hope there is just because I love that. I'm excited that's coming back. So 2021 already has some good things. Right. Flight attendants coming back. Virgin Rivers coming back. Upload is coming back. We don't know when, but it is renewed. Kelly Clarkson got a renewal for two more years, which will be good. Good for Kelly. She needs it. She needs the money. Yeah, she She's needs got to money. pay out that ass. Yes. Okay. And then the other news that happened right before I went to bed last night was that Jim Carrey stepped down from SNL. And now Alex Moffat is going to be the new Joe Biden. I'm going to give Alex a shot, obviously, but Jim Carrey's the best. But we said it. We called it. We knew he wasn't going to continue. He couldn't stick around. He's not he from here. He doesn't yeah, live in New York. Yeah, he's not staying in New York. No. Right. No. Alex All right. Baldwin so what's our game? Okay. So my game was that because Mariah Carey's song came up, I wanted to actually say that it's actually one of the most covered holiday songs of all time, believe it or not. 
So I have a list here of people that have covered the song. So it's sort of like three truths and a lie, except for the fact that one of the artists that I'm going to mention did not cover the song. Okay. So I'm going to give you four artists that covered the song. Three will be true and one will be a lie. Got it. People seem to like Three I Truths and a Lie. Christmas. Yeah. It's not Santa Claus is Coming to Town, but it's just as good. Oh, it's so good. It's my second favorite. Go ahead. Okay. So Coldplay, Shania Twain, John Mayer, and Michael Buble. So three of those artists have covered All I Want for Christmas is You, and one has not covered it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I am going to say... John Mayer. Incorrect. Oh, shoot. So he did cover it, and it's actually a nice cover. Is it? Yeah, really nice. I, um, could, see, I could see Chris Martin covering it. He did not. He did it? No. I could see him doing it. I think he should. Yeah. But he has not. I know Michael Buble did, and of course Shania Twain did. So I, I re- it really was. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, that got me. Yeah, it's a good one. Right? Oh, I got to listen to John Mayer's version. Very good. You'll love I it. I love John Mayer. All right. Well, listen, it's been an amazing first season of We We Need to Talk. And we look forward to season two of We Need to Talk. We are coming back in 2021, better than before, raising my glass to everybody who's listened. Thank you so much. Raising my glass to you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we will be back on in the new year. F2020. Love you. If you need to talk to us, check us out on Gmail at we need to talk pod 2020 at gmail.com. Facebook, we need to talk the number two. Instagram, we need to talk podcast. And Twitter at need to talk pod. And of course, check us out on any of your podcast platforms. Rank us, leave a review. Thanks.